Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to this episode. <laughs> Are you wearing pajamas? I'm wearing camping pajamas. You didn't wear those outside today, did you? I wore these to make a presentation about yes, camping. <laughs> oh my gosh. My stressless oh, camping dear. shirts were dirty. Uh-huh. And we were going to talk about RVing. Uh-huh. And they kind of look like clothes, sort of-ish, kind of. Well, the t-shirt does. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the campfire, one and all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Indeed. So we did a presentation this morning. We have a number of them that we do to social clubs like Kiwanis and Rotary and, and Lions and those organizations. And Bears, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> and we did one this morning and I'm ready to go. I have my Route 66 Hawaiian shirt on. There's Peggy in her pajamas, ready to go. I'm and, fully and went, dressed. I know. it's It was cool, <laughs> but it's just funny to me. You know, honestly, people can wear yoga pants in public. I can wear capri pajama <laughs> pants. <laughs> this is the Wally world. It's my rule. <laughs> All right. It looked fine. It's just, I know what they are. So if right. you see us and Peggy <laughs> looks like she's wearing pajamas, she probably is. <laughs> she actually has a shirt that says pajamas all day. I do. I didn't wear that one. This no. one just says, this is how I roll. And it has a picture of a vintage trailer yeah. on it. Vintage trailer. Yeah. That might have been a segue. Yeah. Oh, it could have been, but it, it ain't <laughs> because we have a question that someone asked us. Right. Someone wanted to know if... Your tow vehicle charges your trailer battery while you're driving. Maybe. And also on that same topic, I want to add on the question, can you plug your trailer into your vehicle while you're boondocking if your battery's getting low? Ooh, there's a question for you. <laughs> All right. So the answer to the first question is maybe. And the reason is... For the most part, if you have a seven-pin connector, which is the typical, every trailer over 3,500 pounds pretty much has this. It's a round connector with seven pins on it. And one of those pins, the number four pin, is the 12-volt battery power. But not all trucks will provide, not all tow vehicles, will provide power to the trailer. I would say the vast majority do, but some don't. So if you would like to find out if yours does, you can take a voltmeter, of course, very carefully. You always want to be careful when playing with electricity. The ground should be pin one, which is, if you're looking at the kind of slot that lets you insert that thing only one way, pin one is just to the left of that and pin four is directly opposite that one and so they should be providing up to 14 volts but 12 7 is a fully charged lead acid battery so there you go so pin four the one you're looking for is kind of 
if you put it in a clock face, kind of at 11 o'clock. Yeah, right? sure, why not? If you're holding it right side up. <laughs> what does a clock look like nowadays? It goes that way. They're all digital. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of clocks are digital. And the other advantage we have is that one of our few face clocks in our house actually runs backward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that clock since I was a teenager. My dad brought it from Germany, and it says in German, manchmal läuft alles verkehrt, which means some days everything goes haywire. So it's kind of fun because I'm so used to telling time on that clock yeah. that if I look at a normal face clock, I have to calculate in my head what... <laughs> funny. What, it really, what the time really is because I'm used to seeing it backwards. Yeah. So anyway, we will put an illustration and an article on StresslessCamping.com to help you answer that question. What was that I said about vintage trailers? Ah, you, I don't remember exactly what you said, but that's something we're going to talk about when we come right back. We did something. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's, that's Stressless camping. camping. What the heck did we just do? We bought a vintage trailer. We did. We've been wanting to buy a vintage trailer for many a year. And have been looking. We have been looking. And in fact, we have written about, I don't know if we've actually talked about, but we had an opportunity several years ago to inherit my mom's 1967 Winnebago motorhome. And it just didn't work out, unfortunately. We came that close well, the, the <laughs> to having a vintage is, RV. It was delaminating pretty badly. Yeah. And those old Winnebago's were a vacuum bond is what they called it. So all the walls were essentially vacuum bonded together. And it was coming apart pretty badly. And to ship it from Colorado, which is where it was, to California... One of the things we had to do was literally wrap shrink the wrap yeah, shrink wrap the entire <laughs> thing according to the shipper. So just the cost of shipping was a lot more than it was worth. And then we were going to have to completely rebuild it because yeah. it, it had some bad water damage. Right. And so... So that didn't quite work out. Right. But we have been fascinated and been interested in having a vintage trailer for a long, long time. And we've looked at opportunities... You know, things like inheriting the motorhome or looking at other trailers. Yeah, mostly trailers, but also GMC motorhomes and... Also ultra Cart vans. Cortez. Cart and Cortez. We've looked at motorhomes and travel trailers. 
And we have gone and looked at a lot yeah, of a vintage of RVs with the idea if we want one, we want one that is within our skill set to restore. In other words, no severe water damage in structural components. Right. We are not, as I say, we are not really project people. We have enough projects around the house already that we don't get finished. And <laughs> so I didn't want to buy something that we were going to have to put a lot of effort into because, frankly, I know we just don't take the time to put that effort in. Right. And we have owned plenty of classic cars. Sure. And I know basically where my give up button lies with restoration projects. And I didn't want to get something that then just sits out there and further rots and then we give it away or haul it away. Right. If we're going to get a vintage trailer, I want our vintage RV. I want something that we can restore and take to vintage trailer rallies. That's we, right. We absolutely dig those. Absolutely. So. So Tony was doing some work for our car show a couple of weeks ago and he happened to be right next door to our local Police yeah, impound tow yard. Yeah, it's where they take the... So where we live in Northern California, there are a lot of people who come here to work in the marijuana business. And as such, there are a lot of people who live in fairly tired trailers out in the field where they're not legally allowed to. And sometimes when something goes wrong, like a in a motorhome or a trailer, they just abandon them on the side of the road. It's not uncommon and this trailer, I don't know what the circumstances were, but it was in the tow yard. And I went and asked about it. I said, hey, that's an aristocrat. So now we know what it is. It's a 1970 aristocrat landliner, which is a two-axle, 20-foot travel trailer that has a toilet and a shower. And a sink. So it has yeah. a has a full bath, but the sink is kind of technically outside of the bathroom. Right. So you could be inside taking care of political promises and, <laughs> and another someone could person still brush their teeth <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool like that so anyway i went inside the towing place and i said hey what's the deal with that trailer and they go well as usual we did the lean and blah 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 and we're gonna scrap it and i said really can i look at it because i know you know some of them are at least there's cool stuff you could sell yeah so i went inside and walked around Man, the floor had no saggy bits at all and the ceiling had no real signs of water intrusion and dry rot there is a little bit we've found since but not anything really structural and not, not really hardly visible because we didn't notice it until we started pushing Poking on walls right. and so that's really one of the main dangers with getting something vintage is that the roof has leaked and water damage has occurred and a wall or several walls or the floor have rotted away. And don't forget black mold. And Right, and black mold. So, so those are the things that we are really cautious of that we absolutely know that we cannot deal with. Right. And so looking at that, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do with this. So I went back in the office and I said, hey, what are you guys going to do with that trailer? And knowing that chances are they're taking it to the local dump and uh, I almost said dilapidating it and uh, dismantling it. And they said, well, we're just going to take it to the local dump and dismantle it. See, I have ESP. Oh. So I said, well, would you sell it? Yeah. What do you want for it? 300 bucks. I could not get to the <laughs> bank fast enough to withdraw 300 bucks from the ATM machine. 
ATM machine. ATM is a, machine. Oh, I said it. Wow. ATM. ATM. It's an automatic teller machine. So if I say ATM <laughs> machine, it's an automatic teller machine machine, right? When you got there, did you punch in your PIN number? Yes. So I could buy a hot water heater. <laughs> okay. Enough, enough of that enough nonsense. Of that. We are such nerds. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, 300 bucks, we got a uh, lean sale paperwork. I filled up the tires with air because I always have a compressor with me. Uh, I was concerned based on the condition of the tires that it was not going to make it, what is it, five miles from the something impound? Something like that, Something yeah. like that, about <laughs> five miles or so. No, the tires stayed inflated for a week afterward. Yeah. It's still sort still of inflated. still some air in there. Yeah. So I figured, you know, speaking of that, the air in the tires is almost worth 300 bucks. So right. Then Monday we went to the DMV and processed all the paperwork and it's california so <laughs> i spent more on registration than we spent on the trailer it yeah was, it was almost 400 dollars yeah. to get the back registration which luckily wasn't too far out of date and so we paid the back registration and the current registration and it's good till next october fest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so we're good to go. So the sad part is oh. because it was in a lean sale, we're not allowed to keep the old vintage plates on it. So they gave us a new license plate, a new number. Yeah, a modern license plate. And this had the old California black and yellow plates. We're on not it. really as excited about that, but we'll save that old plate. And as Tony says, we'll magnetize it to the outside while we're at vintage rallies yeah. and <laughs> things like that. So. We are a little sad about that. And the license plate actually is the number, the old number is H-A blah, 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 some numbers. Yeah. So we call it ha. <laughs> ha. Well, let's talk about the company Aristocrat, first of all. So Aristocrat, you may not have even heard of them. And you may go, oh, yeah, I know very well Aristocrat. Aristocrat started in 1958, and it was a guy named Irv Perlich who started it from Philadelphia and came out to California and built pickup campers. And they did not sell very well, so he went out of business. But he was not dissuaded by that. He started building aristocrat trailers, and they took off. And one of the reasons was they built a trailer called a lowliner. And what the lowliner was is a very low travel trailer, but you could stand up inside but it had optional little steel wheels. So when you got home, you'd take off the proper rubber you know, road tires and replace those with the steel wheels. Now, remember, this was back in the late 50s and 60s when people would actually regularly jack up and replace tires and such. <laughs> this isn't nowadays where it's like some cars don't even come with a jack anymore. Right. So anyway, you could change the tire out for this little tiny steel tire, and that lowered it enough that the trailer would fit through your garage door. Yeah, yeah. So the lowliners would fit in a garage, which is cool. Another thing, aristocrat trailers carried a lifetime guarantee. Guarantee. But the problem is, I've tried to contact them 
for some warranty work. And <laughs> Have you? Nobody has called me back. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, interestingly enough, we are friends with a wonderful person named Bev Emmel. And Bevy is the founder of Aristocrats Anonymous. Yes. Which is a Facebook group with quite a few thousand people. Yeah. All of whom have an appreciation and potentially a garage full of aristocrats. <laughs> anyway, as Aristocrat sales grew and grew, it became the largest RV company in the U.S., believe it or not, having sold over 170,000 units wow. from yeah 1958 to 1974. Now, you said they didn't have great success with their pickup campers, but I know that they also made motorhomes. Uh-huh. I saw a picture of one just yesterday. Really? Now yeah. that I didn't know. I know they made, once it became Aristocrat and it was more successful, they did make the Pickup Pal. And that was a pickup camper that mm -hmm. they sold some of. But the travel trailers are really what they sold. Sure. Yeah. And they had a few different models. They had the low liner, which we said yeah. would lower down to fit in your garage. They had... The Landliner, which is what we bought. And that was one of their larger models. So yeah. this is a 20-foot travel trailer, two-axle, with a bath in the back, a kitchen in the front, dinette over on the roadside, and then it has a gaucho. And that is something that Irv invented, was the gaucho bed. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh. So it, it has the signature gaucho bed. And then on ours, oddly enough, the gaucho, which is a couch in the day and a bed at night, on the other side of that are... A dozen at least, maybe yeah. 15, maybe 20 drawers. It's crazy how many drawers this They're thing has. They're not huge drawers, but it's a like a bureau of drawers. And it's maybe six feet wide, but it's only... Kind yeah, of it's like counter a dresser. Countertop height. So then on top of it is a whole countertop where you could use it for, you know, the top yeah. of your dresser, whatever yeah. you put on <laughs> in your dresser. It's trippy how many drawers there are. And then in the back is a closet. And then on the road side of the back is the toilet and shower. And across the middle of the back is the sink. One of the other things that really appealed to me when I saw this trailer is that all of the pieces are there. So the refrigerator is absolutely intact. The mm -hmm. stove, absolutely. Like even the racks and the vintage ice tray and all that, all that stuff is there. There are two or three drawers missing, but I think we found those we found some disassembled. Pieces. <laughs> we found some pieces of drawers. So I think we'll be able to, I think we need four or five drawers. And, and since Peggy used to work in a drawer since factory. Since I used to build drawers for a living, I'm going <laughs> to, I think I can figure this out and replace those drawers. Yeah. We have not tested the water or electrical system yet. There are some things in the electrical that I want to address before I actually plug it in, but it appears that it may have even been wired for air conditioning because there's a 120-volt wire in one of... There are two ceiling vents, and one of those is wired, and it's at 110. So I suspect it was pre-wired for air conditioning. I am not going to put air conditioning up there. Nah. The other vent over the kitchen is wired for 12-volt. I am going to put a max air fan in it. For sure, yeah, because there's not another stove vent so that no. really is going to have to behave as the stove vent and there's tons of windows all of which work yes, yes. all the pieces are there even the screens are in place yeah there's one well there are now there are two screens with holes oh, are but there? that's easy to fix yeah, because you is. can just actually we have screen material here and then there is one window 
they open like the Jalousie windows and but they're not they don't have as many panels so i don't know if yeah. they're still called Jalousie. but they're you know it's kind I of like it was a jealousy i don't know it's well, not jealousy. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> well, it is if you want Although, a trailer right, and you're, you're looking at you're other really people's trailers. That you have yeah, them. then it's jealousy windows. So the windows open with kind of two bars with a pin in the middle, and the pin is just missing from that one window. Oh, that's so easy. that's going to be super easy that's to fix. That's an easy fab. Yeah. One window apparently has been broken out. And yeah, so that's where I think they broke it. There's it. some wood screwed into it, and that. One of those screws went through the screen. So there's a, oh. there's a tear in the screen. There you go. But other than that, like everything is in such great shape. Yeah. As I said, there's a lot of people that appear that are impolitely called trimigrants. And they, it's very common that they paint over the windows. And they painted over the windows. And they repainted the trailer with like house paint on the outside. Or maybe and- they sleep at night and they just needed to have darkness in the day. Because, you know... It might have been they had it before those things were invented that were called curtains that no. could black out the windows. No, because this has... <laughs> no, so this the is original tiebacks... This, this are, seems to have very recently happened. Yes. Yeah, that's some our of this, Some of this damage. Because these things in that circumstance don't last very long. Right. So. But some of the tiebacks for the curtains are actually still in place. And, and they, not faded. And not faded. And they match the dinette cushion covers. So I'm pretty positive that the dinette has the original cushions. Unfortunately, two of the four of the upholstery is torn. So we will yeah. have to we will have to redo that. But that's fine. Yeah. I think the actual foam is in great shape though. That's true. So it's not going to be a lot of work before we can actually use this trailer. And and of course we're gonna spend a good deal of time. I my philosophy on vintage cars and vintage trailers is to restore them as much as possible i know there's a lot of people who modify cars resto mods and such and i totally respect that that's just not my style i like putting stuff back and that's the goal is to try to put the trailer back to as original as possible Mm -hmm. however there is going to be one mod. I know how I'm going to put air conditioning in, and it's not going to be on the roof. I've, I've figured it out. We're going to be under the fridge? Yep. Oh. Yes, it is. There's a cabinet under the fridge, and it's just an open cabinet with a vent. And I'm like, mm, that's where air conditioning is going. Not the most ideal location. Yeah, you want usually your air conditioner up higher on the right. on the wall or out of the ceiling. But there's already a space there and a yeah. vent, so it's perfect for it. And we're going to put an Odyssey battery in it, of course. Of course. In fact, we already have that battery. Yes. It's interesting. The battery goes under the dinette. Ah, okay. So I wondered why that cabinet was vented, and then (laughs) there's a place to put a battery there. All right. Blimey, that's right. So anyway, back to Irv. So in 1969, he sold Aristocrat, and he was apparently quite the entrepreneur and character. And he sold it to Boise Cascade, and they only kept the company it appears to 1970 or 71 at which point they sold it to bendix which makes a bunch of automotive parts mm-hmm. bendix kept going until 1974 i have researched and researched aristocrat to try to find out why they closed in 1974 and there's no specific information that i've been able to find however those of you who 
are familiar with 1974 will remember that that is the year of the Arab oil embargo and RVs, you couldn't give them away. So I suspect Bendix just said, nah, they're not selling, just shut the doors. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. Anyway, Irv went on to found this restaurant called the Flying Lady, which was named after his wife. And it was absolutely humongous. I think they could seat 500 people at any one time. Wow. It was full of airplanes. They had a replica of the Wright Brothers plane in there, like full-size replica. They had all kinds of planes hanging around in the ceiling, and they had a dry cleaner's, like, track you know the things where the clothes kind of go around and they suspended planes from that and it was the <laughs> planes would like go round and around over while you know over your head while you're eating they should have delivered food that way that would have been cool <laughs> that made the flying lady restaurant the only restaurant that ever appeared on the cover of dry cleaning magazine that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So he actually, uh, Irv had a tri-motor, a Ford tri-motor, which is, was an innovative for the time airplane made out of corrugated steel by the Ford Whoa. Motor Company. I know, right? So anyway, huh. so that's our trailer story. That's what we have for you this week. And there is a story on Stresses Camping about Aristocrat. There are plenty of pictures and a video. Some of you will look at that trailer and go, what in the wide, wide world of sports are they thinking? But <laughs> but really, it already from that video, we've been, I've, I've filled the trash barrel twice and just <laughs> yeah. got rid of just junk and stuff that was in there. And already it looks so much better. The floor, there was carpet. I got the carpet, the last of the little bits of carpet up. Oh, you did? Well, oh. the foamy stuff is still stuck on there, but, and the great thing about that carpet, whoever put it in there did us a huge favor because that protected the linoleum, which is in perfect shape. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to mess with that because I'm going to, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that that's got asbestos. Yeah, but we don't have to. It's in, yeah. it's in great shape. Just There's like nothing house. wrong with it. Yeah. So we don't have to do anything with the floor, but clean it. So I've, like I said, I've thrown away two barrels of trash. I'm started <laughs> to scrub down the countertops and insides of the drawers and stuff and things are looking really good yeah i'm excited i'm gonna go out there and rewire the 30 pin connector and 30 pins uh, 30 pin the 30 amp connector <laughs> and do a little bit of wiring and then i'll plug our jackery into it and see what what happens i'm so excited i am too <laughs> there's all these cool vintage lighting fixtures in there they're all 120 but there's also some 12 volt that are like fluorescent tubes <laughs> and uh, it's like yeah but that's okay they're they're pretty cool so uh, do you have a vintage trailer do you like vintage trailers is that something you're interested in we are going to we have already been booked for the margaritaville aristocrats anonymous rally coming up april in april mm-hmm of next year so we already have our seats for that <laughs> we are probably going to attend the boot camp put on by vintage camper trailers magazine right paul and caroline lassitanola i think we're going to go to that and learn how to do a better job of restoring these so we're going to be doing a mixture of modern trailer stuff and vintage trailer stuff right and as we go along and we get this trailer cleaned up a little bit and start to think about how to, you know, we're, we're going to need curtains and things. So, you know, this is kind of a, I don't know, maybe a girly thing, but we're going to have to, <laughs> well, you are a girly. We're going to have to decorate in some way. And right. it has to be something that we can both stand to be in. So <laughs> I can't put too much frill, 
you know, I belong to a lot of female camping groups and they have their adorable doctored up trailers that are just for them. And it's not even really my style anyway, but we're trying to come up with something cool that's a theme that is not just too girly. I thought we came up with one. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were good with that. Yeah, I thought we talked about it. Who wouldn't love Daisy Duke? <laughs> so when we didn't get the motorhome, the Winnebago motorhome from my mom, what we did get is a lot of the things out of the kitchen and out of the motorhome. And one of them is her set of vintage Melmac plates that are green with daisies. And so I said, oh, green and daisies, that's kind of fresh and not too frilly and and he said, yeah, Daisy. Yeah, okay. And then I said, you know, I could add cut off denim and we could call her Daisy Duke. And yeah. then he was all over it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who doesn't love Daisy Duke? <laughs> and by coincidence, we have an annual bacon fest here where we live. And Tony is boss hog. I'm boss hog for bacon fest. <laughs> Sam Duke, Sam Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably be sharing a lot of pictures and some videos of our renovation and redecoration yeah of our mostly dead Daisy youtube Duke. channel now has a sub channel that's called aristocrat or something or other like that so if you care to follow along and laugh at us you're encouraged <laughs> to do so over on our youtube channel and and of course we'll put that on our website too so by the way did you know that we have a vintage coleman cooler we do. That's right. Gary so and Lisa we already gave have a, a cooler, cooler to match. Yep. Anyway, that's enough blathering on about the aristocrat. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. We have some more stuff for you, including a really cool couple. I see you're packing for our next road trip. Oh, yeah. These are all the ingredients for making different grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub stick. Great. But uh, where are the clothes? I got all kinds of inspiration for making grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub sticks over the campfire. There are 11 kinds of cheese and bacon, bacon jam, ham, five kinds of bread. Wait, wait, okay. That's all for making grilled cheese sandwiches? Yeah. I know the grub stick is a perfect campfire accessory made of quality parts that work together for sandwiches, hot dogs, s'mores, woofums, and all sorts of other great meals. But isn't this a bit too much variety? Camping is supposed to be simple. Oh, it's simple to use your grub stick over the campfire or even on the barbecue to make great meals. And even kids can use them safely and easily. Plus, with the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS, you get 15% off your grub sticks. It's the best deal around. Yeah, but it's going to take us weeks to eat that many grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weeks of grilled cheese. You say that like it's a bad thing. And you haven't even seen what I packed for breakfasts and dinners. We are going to be camping for months. My husband is insane. But Grubstick is the perfect cooking accessory for any campfire. And you can get 15% off using the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS from our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Today we are lucky enough to be able to speak to Alicia and Nate. And they own the Time Away RV Resort. And that is in Lincoln, Alabama, which also happens to be the home of the Talladega Super Speedway. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Alicia and Nate, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. One of the things that can't be underestimated, it's not that you went and found a campground. You had a piece of dirt and turned it into a campground. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of hole digging. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's so many new RVers out there. And so mm. the big challenge is where are we going to put all these new campers? There's been talk of we really need to build more campgrounds, but it's not an easy task, as you can attest to. Yes. Oh, and my gosh. This is true. Coming in from ground level. And, you know, right now, I think we're getting close to expert level. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever had to do it, we ever had to start all over and do it again from ground up. We've learned a lot in structuring, timing, the whole nine, what to put where and how to this there is ingrained in your brain like riding a bike now. <laughs> so your next one will be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the little nuances that people don't think about. You know, we, we have a handle on those little things that can aggravate you if you don't know. And now we know those things and, right. and it could be a lot easier next time. Yes. Are you RVers already or what made you think, hey, let's open a campground? <laughs> oh, he's got a good Everybody story. Everybody asks, asks that question. <laughs> and yes, when, when I was a kid, the thought had always been in my brain to go camping because my parents had campers and we went as family, you know, we go to parks. And we got into buying rental properties and been renting properties out and things of that nature. And, you know, if you got a good tenant or something, they might be there five, ten years or whatever, you know. And when they finally decide to move or buy their own home or whatever they're going to do, you know, you got to go in that house. It's, it's five or ten years old. Yeah. That decor. So you want to upgrade it, make it look more modern to sell it to the next tenant. Well, how can I say it? That guy, oh, God, I've got to go do another house. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it kind of wore on us just a little bit. Yeah. To the point where it's like, well, how can we still be renters? And they bring their own house. And here we are sitting in an RV. The answer's all around us. <laughs> yeah. So the thought hit me. Hey, let's just open up an RV park. They bring the house and they take it with them. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. So you are RVers then already yes oh yeah yeah we had his family's old camper we had it for a little bit and um, it needed a lot of work but we did it for a long time and that's what kind of when he brought the idea up we were we were we were gung-ho about it that's yeah. great so being RVers you knew what you would want in an RV park and what amenities you wanted so starting from scratch bare ground you were able to put in all those things that you wanted in a campground for yourselves absolutely and, and of course she took the opinion of a lot of people on the internet mm -hmm. to get some more ideals or things that we if we could squeeze it in we definitely <laughs> work to try to get it in especially if it was a great idea right yeah yeah because yeah, you follow us on facebook you'll see that you all the way through the process even with thinking of the name that process even came from a lot of the people you know they put in the bids and like you know i had about 50 names out there it grew into like 100 names and somebody <laughs> had said away and then i thought you know what we we like time away and that's oh. kind of how the name came yeah, so they've helped us throughout this whole process, and we ain't afraid to ask any question. <laughs> That's you good. Know, we're not experts, and we didn't go in this like experts. We went in this like, we're going to build this together. Mm -hmm. So that's the approach we took. So tell us a little bit about the campground, just the basics, like how many spaces and the kind of amenities and that sort of thing. Well, you know, we were sold when we purchased it. It was kind of a setup for about 200 campers, and it just remember, it was just grass, but it was permitted for 200 campers and we thought man people are going to come in with these bigger campers that because that was like 200 cars 
mm. you know, what we were looking at with the square footage. Yeah. So we decided to take that down to 100 sites. Okay. So we did 100 all pull through sites, their gravel. That's what we put in there. And then off pull hookup. So we put in septic water for all of them. And we put in a 20, 30 and 50 hookup. Oh, wow. Electrical. Great. Yeah. And then we're building a recreational area. We have eight acres of campground. And then we have five acres of recreation, which is including the basketball, volleyball. It has a walking trail along with the biggest thing is the swimming pool that is about 95 percent completed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've done. And we sketched this all ourselves. You know, we've had to make some changes. This is our style. This is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know you had mentioned earlier about the new RVers coming out here and a bunch of new and We had a lot of newbies. And the one thing I would like for them to know from our standpoint, from being campers anyway, there is no two parks alike. Right. Boy, no that's matter the where truth. You go. Yeah, there's yeah. no two parks alike. And they feel like, well, if I just left Disneyland, when I leave there, I should go someplace else. And it's Disneyland, too. But that's <laughs> not, not the case. And yeah, we yeah. found they had high expectations. Uh, and we found that the, if anybody who followed us on Facebook, I mean, they came in here. This is amazing. Anybody who didn't, you know, it was kind of like, you know, we need some work here. We need some, where's the, the pavement on the, yeah. you know, the site? Uh-huh. And, Dancing clowns in the balloons, right? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a dancing clown. Right. <laughs> so that's how it kind of was. There's almost no wrong way to set up a campground in terms of amenities because there are some people, I, I'm sure you well know this, but there are some people who want a place to stop, like Jim Turntine's place in Missouri. And it is literally, it's a site that's completely automated. There's nobody there. And it's kind of an overnighting spot. And there's everything from that to where we've also talked to another guy who brings jacuzzi tubs to your site. Yeah. So you you know, you wow. go whatever direction you want and I think it's the right direction. Right. Yeah, that's you, funny because she thought yeah, about that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many things that if something doesn't work, you can try something else. Sure. I was in pharmaceutical medical device sales for the last twenty five years and starting the new territory up, it was all your thought and idea. And that's what this allowed us to do is really take some original ideas and and say, what do we want this to look like? And get, what is our floor plan? Mm-hmm. So before we look at anything else, we, we drew our plan first. And that's what, you know, it's like, we're going to be different and that's the way it is. And that's what we're going to present. So we, we tried to be as different as possible as far as the setup and layout. Yeah. And being campers ourselves, you know, like I said, if you go to the park, it's, it's for you to create your own environment in your space at that time. Mm-hmm. We never really go in parks and have a, a, a pre expectation of something you know what i mean because we're going there to enjoy us have our time right and it's always great to meet new people yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's one of the best things about this lifestyle is just how incredible most of the people are (laughs) and it's so much fun to meet one of peggy's tricks is she used to 
before COVID, she used to always bake cookies and we'd put out two extra lawn chairs and soon we had friends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Don't take yeah. no time at all. So that fire the grill, the smoke and the smell. Yes. The <laughs> yep. yes. You're so right about that. And so I'm going to guess just based on, on a reaction from Nate a few moments ago that you guys are big NASCAR fans. Well, we've become that to that route because I had never, ever been to a race live. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, when we were kids, you know, everybody watched the race when yeah. it came on sure. TV at, at wherever location you were. But being here, I got the experience it live. <laughs> and, and it's a total different. Man, live is where it's at. You got to come. Yeah. To, if you have never been to a race, you got to go to a race. Yeah, because I think yeah. one thing that I don't know if you guys know, but we had never been to Alabama before. We hadn't uh, been to a NASCAR race before, and we were Earnhardt fans. I can't say we were NASCAR yeah. fans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You had your driver growing up. You know yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of how that went. It was good to get here and see the whole diversity that we brought here, I thought was amazing for the last race we had. Okay. Wow. It was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. How far is the track, or I guess the, the getting into the track from the campground? Just under a mile walk if you're walking. Okay. okay. You walk over and stumble back. <laughs> Did I say that? You stumble over too. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you have booze in your trailer. <laughs> stumbling, it's a stumbling day around here. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Talladega lights up like Vegas yeah. around here during race weekends. Now, we're family friendly, so I think we capture more of the uh, mature crowd. Yeah. So it is very civilized. People are having a, a respectful fun. We really appreciate that. That's good. And so you are obviously really, really busy around the Talladega is like a whole week, right? So the race is only two days. So you kind of get, they probably stay three to four days. Yeah. Okay. So they're time. here like September 30th through uh, October 4th. Okay. For the next one coming up. So we're looking forward to that. September, we have two events. One in, you know, I got Labor Day. And then there's a special event we're having at the end of the month. And then we got the race. That's kind of how we stay busy. We have some time in between there to kind of get things together for the <laughs> next event. Nice. Yeah. So at times that there are races going on, I would imagine you get pretty full. Oh, yeah. yeah. As many as, you want to get in as many as you can comfortably. And like I said, it's about keeping in mind that we were still family friendly. Mm -hmm. That's why there's a swing set here for <laughs> <laughs> so the babies. They were that camper, ideal camper situation where, you know, you go by there. You might be there a couple hours because now it's time to eat, drink, <laughs> half the time, and just laugh a little. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite parts of this whole lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. As you walk by, I smell someone's barbecue. Next thing you know, you're getting a bite. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. We can't walk out of here. We walk out of our camper because, you know, we live, on, we live on site here. And if we walk out of here and go down that road, we will not make it back till like nine, ten o'clock. <laughs> we have to have a backpack with us. And a get out plan, too. Right. <laughs> not that we're irritated. We got a lot to do tomorrow. We yep. don't want to be too right. wasted. Right. Yeah. right. That's a problem sometimes. But <laughs> Good fun. problem. So outside of the racetrack, are there things around the area that uh, that people come to see other than that or is pretty much your it's either you or the racetrack well what we're trying to do is there is things around here we just 
you gotta get it out there. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> right. my birthday came up, and my wife sent me down there to go drive a tank. Oh, you know, man. A small course. It's real, man. Your head sticking out the thing, and you're driving this tank, and you're going through mud up hills and stuff like that. It's, it was fun. So that's wow. just right up the street. Yeah. You yes. know, if you're in if you're in the gun ranges, I mean, Lincoln has one of the best gun range national oh. facilities right here across the street from the track. Wait, you had All within a couple of minutes, yeah. You had me on drive a tank. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that had to have been a blast. Oh, that was so cool. Oh, it was cool. He got a T-shirt at the end and picture. Um, I mean, that was awesome. He, I, You know, that was a great surprise for him. He's always talked about, he had always saw that sign, you know, veteran, just right down the street from us, veteran, you know, what is it? Is that the veteran park? You yeah, know? It's, it's literally down the street. Yeah. And so he's a veteran. And so that draws to going to the stores in that area and that, and that sort of thing. And he's been dying to do it. So he enjoyed <laughs> his stuff. He came back very muddy, though. Now we know to tell people. Oh, yeah, you're going to get dirty. Yeah. <laughs> we get an old fire engine and hose people off as they come back from there. That's what they need to do. That's a good idea. That <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> muddy. Yeah, there's so many. The highest point, Chihau Park, you have the highest point in Alabama. I mean, 10 minutes down the road, you, go, you, you can go there. You got... The uh, bass fishing tournament that'll be here. You have Trenton Golf Trail here comes well. through here. There's fishing, hiking. I mean, there's just so much to do in the area. And what's the weather like? Is there a better time of year to be there, or is it pretty good year round? Well, it's your flavor, because right now, I mean, you know, it's summertime. <laughs> yeah, it's an oven. It's an oven. Yeah, yeah, we're on oven status. <laughs> <laughs> Wintertime is a little bit more. It's, of course, it's milder. I mean, it may you may wake up in the morning, you might feel a little chill, but by ten o'clock a.m., <laughs> you're stripping. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we had our June grand opening month. We had a month. It was unique with that. Yeah. So every weekend was a, a it was filled. I mean, we had we had a waiting list every weekend. We had 100 campers in here. Oh, my God. You know, every weekend. <laughs> and one of the things that did we, we appreciate it was the fact that we put the perfect electrical system in here. We had enough electricity for that air to be on. That's got to be a challenge now. And now some people are wanting to bring electric cars and charge them yeah. and, and such. So oh, man. Yeah. that's new. Oh, I forgot you're in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something that people are talking about out here is, can I charge my electric car? No. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing I will say about Alabama, you know, if we get our share of storms that come through here because of being so close to the coast, you know, you get those storms. Mm-hmm. Let the power go out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Look, just wait a minute. <laughs> it's back on. 30 minutes because they, they're good. So one of the things I saw was there's an opportunity to buy a tiny piece of the campground in the form of a brick. Oh yeah, we trying. She, she wants to do the veterans walkway. Yeah, we offered that, and uh, we're still offering that to purchase a brick with your hero on it. It could be yourself, it could be a kid, your child, anybody. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, one hundred twenty-five dollars, and you can put up to eighteen characters on that, and people have really enjoyed that. And we want to, for the anniversary, we want to reveal that in our walkway. Okay. That'd be yeah. neat, man. Yes. They're going to find us a bricky. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's just the story behind some of those bricks, you know, is amazing. Oh, man. That's, it sounds like that and sounds really somebody neat. would get a brick by visiting your website. I assume and they'll, they'll have the information there. Yes, they will. Very good. 
Well, man, it, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job there. But but more than that, it sounds like you're really enjoying right <laughs> the campground, and that's that makes all the difference in the world. We enjoy it. I mean, if there's no one here, or if there's a few people here, we don't care. We're like. Great. You know, we have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, and when that pool is up, that'll be even more. Even right. a better time. <laughs> is that them in the pool? Is that Alicia and Nate in the pool? <laughs> Are you not yeah. here? Right. Just, just check yourselves in. We're busy in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. We, we do have a self-check-in that we incorporated for that. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. good. That's good. Then you don't get yourself so stuck in the office that you start to regret it. It sounds like you guys are doing it right. We do miss getting in the RV. I know my husband. <laughs> you really, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, people are tailgating their games and stuff. They don't go to the games, go out tailgate, take an RV, go sit in the parking lot for two days. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So we are we do miss the bug of getting out and going, but we do have a lot of people to help us out. We got about seven volunteers that's been with us from the beginning. Oh, nice. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. When we need to get away, they just they help us out and yeah. And in that's return great. we help a lot of people. And since you've set it up so that you don't have to be there. Right at every minute that was smart of you to get yourself into that position where if you're not yeah. there no one's going to really notice <laughs> well right. i mean well, then your who's volunteers be will notice <laughs> yes because even when the volunteers here a lot of people come because they want to meet us you know they're like hey we, well yeah we give everyone that come a uh i send them a text so you'll get a text when you from me personally hey thank you for coming and it'll have your site number with the map and it'll have another page with a lot of things to do in the area. And then a lot of, you get another page with all the events that we have coming up. So you get a text with those things in it. And once you sign your terms and agreement, you can go directly to your site. So that's what we have the setup we have now that really works well. Great. Oh, that, that's I good. like that. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yeah. And then we talk back and forth. You guys have become sort of RV celebrities in your own right. <laughs> right. Now. <laughs> Uh, it's funny but it's true in a way because we go places and they'll be like you know are you time away and we'll be (laughs) like how do you know this you know (laughs) they bring us a bunch of food a bunch of gifts we enjoy that i mean we give back a lot too being a veteran family with our daughter being and you know she was in the navy for 12 years and our son was in the army for 12 years and my husband and his whole family being in, in the you know, some form. Um, some form. Yeah. So we, we like to give yeah. back to, so like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, sorry, will be free for all founding members that are uh, veterans. That's so, so oh, that's awesome. nice. Yeah. So we do like to do our part and give back. That's terrific. There are people that want to get into this. And so what we do for free is we have, we got about seven couples right now that we're walking through the process. Oh. We do what we can to help. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Because right now, you know, starting a new campground, there's got to be a lot of regulation. And, you know, some communities are open arm about new campground. Others are not mm-hmm. so much. And right. so there's right. got to be a lot of regulatory challenges and insurance and just, you know, all the stuff. Yeah. Location, yeah. land issues. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I tell them, even with that, the most important thing is date night. So while all that's going on, you still got to be in love as a couple and you still got to have right. date night. So that's what makes it all worth it at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's some of the best advice I've heard. Not necessarily going to sit in a restaurant. You can right. get a little basket and go sit outside. Yeah. And, and have a- right. That's my business advice for anybody right now. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is. <laughs> well, 
Man, Alicia and Nate, it was really a pleasure speaking with yes, you. Yes, definitely. Now we want to come down there and stay and, and be able to shake your hands. Well, after COVID, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to come give you a fist bump. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It was a real pleasure to get to speak with you today. And thank you so much for your time. Aren't those the neatest people? Isn't that fun? I, I want to just go there and camp with them just because they seem so neat to be around. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a great couple and then they've done a heck of a job with that resort. So I wish them so much success in their endeavor. When we make our visit down south, we have a few different destinations now. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a nifty gadget for you if you have a noisy air conditioner called the RV Air Conditioner Silencer from a company called Wacko Products. And we actually met the inventor of this, Daryl Apts. I believe that's how you... We know him as Daryl, but we didn't ask his last name <laughs> until afterwards. I saw how it was spelled. Anyway, so this device, if you have a centrally ducted air conditioner that's noisy this device essentially replaces the inside cover of that air conditioner and provides better cooling because it's just better ducting and better filtration but most importantly it does reduce the noise that that air conditioner makes because it's just a, it's a baffle is is essentially what that is it's and baffling why they're so noisy <laughs> right it's a cool thing it's 189 bucks we saw them working at the fmca convention and it's just a neat device american invented and works great so if you find yourself with a noisy air conditioner this might be worth uh, a look at i wrote a full review for rv travel so we'll put a link to that now, unfortunately, these are not good for the air conditioners that have the controls right there on the air conditioner right. in the ceiling, There's right? There's no provision to turn those knobs or operate those air conditioners. So if you have one that does not have the knobs right there in the air conditioner, right. this if is something Right, if it's a ducted unit, mm -hmm. this is worth it. So we have the question of the week. We do. Now, I'm going to say that last week... We asked you what your favorite hack was, and apparently none of you hack, because nobody answered me. <laughs> so if we get a bunch of answers this week, I'll still talk about it next week, but, yeah. but apparently no one does any hacks, and that's okay. But now I want to know how you manage your checklists. Are you a paper person or a phone app, or how do you keep track of your your camping checklist we saw the coolest checklist hack that i have ever encountered in my opinion yes wendy who we camped with last week had snap bracelets like those things from the dollar store that look like a a stick you know what it looks like a section of a measuring tape right yeah and it kind of is and then you like kids like them and they they slap them on their arms and it curls it up around their arms so she has a whole set of slap bracelets she used her label maker and put a label for which checklist item you know lift up your stabilizers or unplug your unit or you know all those things and she as she hooks those things up she slaps that one onto her steering wheel she has a volkswagen camper 
Yeah. So it's a motorized rig. And it was really cool and very neatly decorated with... It even had a TARDIS and it had some other stuff. It was really cool. <laughs> so she uses these slap bracelets on her steering wheel. And then if she gets in the vehicle and gets ready to leave and there's still a bracelet on there, then she knows that there's something on her checklist that she hasn't completed. Yeah. It's a really simple, just, I just thought it was the coolest and idea. And it's really reusable. Yeah. You know, like if you print something, you have to print it every single time. Well, not necessarily. We've seen people laminate checklists. Correct, correct. And use a grease pencil or dry erase or yeah. whatever. So that is our question for this week. How do you checklist? Yeah. And we hope you do. We hope you do. Because checklists make for stressless, stressless camping. camping. Did you know that we do a once a week newsletter and it's absolutely free? We have links to stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. To sign up, all you have to do is visit our website, and there's a pop-up form that'll show up there, or at the bottom of any page, there's a form there. And we only send one email a week. We never share your information with anybody. Anybody. Right. right. And then while you're on the website, which is stresslesscamping.com, by the way, you can jump off into any of the social places one of them of course being facebook and we also have the facebook group called stressless camping podcast group indeed we do and that's where we ask those questions of the week and that's where we want you to go and answer those questions of the week while you're on the website don't forget our discounts and deals on the best deals on things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure and if you've got a great deal for our audience let us know in fact, we just added one. So check out Discounts and Deals and, and see what that was. <laughs> and of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe. Just go to any podcast catcher and subscribe to Stressless Camping and you will get a notification every Thursday morning that there's a new episode for you to hear. That's right. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Oh, and did you know a review will help others find this podcast? And the more listeners we have, the more we can continue to get the best guests for you. So leave a review if you haven't. Those reviews are really, really helpful to us and we super appreciate everyone who has been sending them in for us. They're like magic. Well, that's what we have for you this week. We really appreciate your joining us on our little adventure. And we wish you happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.